Welcome to From the Cutting Room Floor, a mini-episode of Movie Deja Vu. I'm John. I'm Shady. And happy holidays, everyone. Hopefully you all had festive holiday with whomever you celebrated with. In this episode, we're going to feature some alternative scenes, if you will, since we're going with the whole movie theme with our podcast. And And it's Christmas! Yes, Shady. And I wanted to share with you some tangents Shady and I went on about Barbie and a Nashville Christmas Carol. I'm Shady. We get it, Shady. And it's Christmas. And without further ado, here are our tangents. I think my favorite comment that somebody has ever made about the Hallmark Christmas movies is that they're like, I can't remember who it was. But somebody, some radio DJ or something was just like, I can't believe they can just come up with so many different names for these people. How do they not repeat names? (laughs) My favorite is those Hallmark Christmas movies where they throw in a Christmassy name. Like Ollie or Nick or what was I watching the other day? Where like the last name was something like Mistletoe or something. Oh my God, stop. There was one where the main character's name was Eve. And the title of the movie is It's Christmas, Eve. Oh, no. Not like It's Christmas Eve. It's Christmas, comma, comma Eve. Eve. Oh. Eve, I am telling you, it's Christmas. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, and did I watch it? You bet your ass I did. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, this Nashville Christmas Carol does not star either Lacey Chabert nor Candace Cameron Bure. Yeah. But it's still... It does star Jessie Schramm, who I have seen in several other Christmas Hallmark movies. But I will say she's one of my... One of the better actresses who does these movies. (laughs) I really mean that. She seems like a very sweet person, and she's pretty good in these movies. Oh, she gets it. She understands what she's doing. She she knows exactly what she's doing. (laughs) Yeah, now I think the versions that I'll always especially when talking about a Barbie Christmas Carol, because these were made for a similarly aged audience. The two versions of a Christmas Carol that I personally am most familiar with are a Muppet Christmas Carol. And then the Disney one where it was Scrooge McDuck was Scrooge. And then Mickey Mouse was Bob Cratchit. And those were also, it's like a, I think it's only like a half hour long or something. I I think I remember that one. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, no, no. There wasn't there one where like Goofy was Ebenezer. I don't know that one. There might have oh. been. But I remember this one because we had a VHS that had like a bunch of short Disney cartoons and this was like the main one and we watched it every Christmas. Um oh. <laughs> and it was a short it was kind of long for a short, but it was not feature length. Um so it had like a couple of shorts mixed in there. But that so obviously those are made for children. Maybe Muppet you could say is a little aged up from Barbie, but the Mickey Mouse one is same age audience. And Christmas yet to come in that one is the hooded cloaked figure who is silent and it's kind of terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. So like it's, it's terrifying, but it was still appropriate for, it was scary in the way it needed to be for children. (laughs) 
uh, I mean, like he straight up like shoves Scrooge McDuck into like an open grave where there's hellfire burning at the bottom. It's pretty, it's pretty metal now that I think about it. Let's talk about Nashville Christmas Carol for a second. <laughs> yeah, we, we gotta unload. We gotta, so this is the one that sticks out like a sore thumb compared to the other three, even mm-hmm. though Barbie is targeted for children. And is that mm-hmm. <laughs> it does not yeah. stick out that badly. Um, I really like they the commercials for it did not go into depth. Like they they just basically showed off like, oh, we've got all these country stars. That's why you want to watch this. So I was going into it being like, oh yeah, this is gonna be like a different movie for Hallmark because normally the the main character is just like too nice and everything. And this one they're gonna have to make her mean. And then they didn't. No, like they just it made her a workaholic. Yeah. Who which which okay, so I'm trying I'm trying to remember it because I've overloaded on Hallmark Christmas movies the last couple of days. <laughs> I mean I'll I'll describe it thusly. It actually relies very little on the Christmas Carol elements, and it's basically a straight up Hallmark movie, but every now and then a ghost appears. Like that's yeah. the only thing that sets it apart. From, like it is the typical because it's just about how she re- needs to reconnect with her childhood friend, who's also the love of her life. Because even in the when she's going with the Ghost of Christmas Present, and mm-hmm. they're at quote unquote Fred's party. Yeah, you know where the where her crew is bitching and moaning about her. Mm-hmm. He's not First as of all, terrible as they depict her. No, it's really weird. Also, like, even she's not, there are times where she's like snippy with the crew or something or like short, like a little bit short tempered. But if you work in television or film, if that is the worst your producer or director ever gets, you've got a dream job, man. Because that is us as the viewer can argue that it's stress. It's all stress related and things like that. Right. Um, And she's she's still not that mean she's just like ah frustrated because she actually accidentally touched a freshly painted prop right or it's not like she then throws the prop at somebody or like why are you using real food like like we're 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 filming a tv special here and we need this prop to last a couple of days yeah food doesn't do that (laughs) also food means more cleanup food means more cleanup and then like Gavin going behind her back to get that stupid dog into the routine. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it too, she has like, oh, that's something we can talk about a little bit later too, but she has like higher ups that she needs to answer to and stuff. So it's not like she's making all of the decisions herself. She's just the one who has to actually let people know she's the messenger. Um, so for example, mm-hmm. when, uh, Sarah Evans' character was supposed to open the show, and then they wanted Ray Lynn instead because she's younger. That wasn't her decision to do that. That was somebody else's business decision who m- made her tell everybody. Right. This is where it turned into the Hallmark movie because they have to have a turn of some point where. Oh, get... you say that, but most Hallmark movies don't even have that. No, no, no. Where where they have to go away from each other. No, I'm saying most Hallmark movies don't even have that. Yeah, if you pay attention to most Hallmark movies, a lot of them do, the better ones do, but a lot of them, 
it's just two people talking and having extremely uninteresting conversations for two hours before they finally kiss. <laughs> like but, these movies, that's part of their appeal is that they have zero friction involved, zero conflict involved. Like they, not even, not even the rom-com misunderstanding. They may include that only in the Christmas movies then. Cause that's all I see. Oh, even a lot of Christmas movies I watch where I'm like, these people, their only problem is that they haven't admit that they like each other yet. But like that, that's the thing, like hour 40 into the movie, hour and a half, hour 45, somewhere in those 15 minutes. Yeah, no, but I'm saying most Hallmark movies don't even have that is what I'm saying. That's so weird because that's all I see in these. I guess I'm not watching enough Hallmark movies. Please don't make me watch more. <laughs> no, don't. I, I'm going to tell you, you are watching exactly the right amount. <laughs> In fact, you're probably watching too many. Oh, good. Thank you for that. <laughs> but like, um, that was the quote unquote turn in this movie is that she had to do something that he did in the past. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. So in all, in, in even the source, well, yeah, from what in I the know, source the source material, material he, he has a very sad past. Yeah, Ebenezer Scrooge has a confrontation with his with Belle, his lover, mm-hmm. who she ends up. Does he act in the book? Does he actually like propose to her, and then she gives back the ring? I'm gonna be honest. I don't remember that he proposed to her. Great. Well, they, they something happens where obviously they break up, right? Mm-hmm. So in that doesn't happen in Barbie so much because there is no Belle-like character. But in this one, it's just that she had to do the same thing he did just to advance her career, even though she found a way to please everyone. Yeah. And by she, I mean the Scrooge-like character. Yeah. But like (laughs) calling her the Scrooge-like character is even not right. No, it's not. She's just the person who is having things happen to her that Scrooge also had happen to him, but for not at all the same reason. Right. And then even... And, and, and then, even like, the, the whole, only... Write your own future message about it. I'm just like, that's it. Yeah. This it is was the ex- nicest yeah. story, and we watched a Barbie movie. I know. It's... <laughs> I... I, I, I will take full ex- responsibility for saying that we should include a Nashville Christmas Carol. No, before... I'm happy we did because okay, good. But I was going to say conversation out of it. Yeah, but if we, if I had already seen it before we started discussing doing this episode, I would have not even considered putting it in because I would be like, no, it's not even a Christmas Carol. <laughs> it just has a Christmas Carol in the title. Um, but I mean, there is still. You've got like this sad childhood for all these characters. And I yeah. will say, like, Vivian's childhood still is pretty sad. Because um, but all it leaves? her mom her mom left them and presumably just completely abandoned them, never got back in touch with them. And then she she, she has a little a, sister, Georgia. She had so, to grow up fast. Right. And on top of that, it was because her father was struggling with money and she wanted Georgia, even like as a child, she was so selfless that she wanted Georgia to have good Christmases. So she accepted small shitty presents. Well, I shouldn't say shitty, but small cheap presents uh, while Georgia got really like nice things because she thought it was more important for Georgia, which is amazing that like a nine-year-old has that kind of maturity but also like 
So normally in A Christmas Carol, you show this like bright-eyed, innocent Scrooge-like character as a child so that you could see how he's like been corrupted through the years. And she just hasn't been corrupted. That's just who she is the whole time. Like even Aunt Marie fucking died in Barbie. <laughs> they talk about it. <laughs> yeah. And like they talk about like Aunt Marie, like, no, she is, she was a bad person and she taught Eden bad lessons. And like Marilyn's not a bad person in a National Christmas Carol. She was just focused on work. Yeah. Wait. Like up, what was the what would what did Eden tell her? Oh, it was something like it's a selfish world, only the selfish survive or something like in that. In a selfish world, only the selfish succeed. Yeah, succeed. There we go. <laughs> Which... Which oh god. That's even darker than <laughs> I know. But um, side note, which I'm probably going to end up cutting. Um, did you hear about Candace Cameron Bure's Christmas movie that's coming out on Sunday? On Sunday? No. It's the new Christmas movie based off The Wizard of Oz. Oh, Jesus Christ. Is she, is she Dorothy? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but she's like 40. <laughs> Does this is like me? Diana Ross as Dorothy. But at least Diana Ross could dance the shit. It's dance and sing the That's shit. That's true. Out of it. That's true. There was a reason to cast her. <laughs> huh. yeah, I saw it. And I was just like, what? Because they they're like, this is this is a clue to what my movie's gonna be. And they hold up gold like gold slippers, the gold slippers, and I'm like, oh no. Hi there, John from the future here, editing this episode. Realize I said gold instead of ruby. My bad. And Shady just let me do it. I'm Shady. Yes, Shady. And it's Christmas. Yes, yes, Shady, we know. And now back to the episode. Oh, no. <laughs> just do another Prince movie. <laughs> do another cookie contest, goddammit. <laughs> oh, man, and that's so sad because that's probably the one they blew all their money on this year. Because they always have, like, one that they blow a lot of money on. The one well, that... Came out, a lot of money compared to other Hallmark movies. The one that came out this weekend, the one with the gay fam, the gay couple. Oh, I didn't even watch that. I didn't realize that was this weekend. It's a, it's airing again on Thursday, girl. I got Great. you. Great. I'm going to record it. I'll text you. Because it's not really a gendered story. No. Not really. The only thing, it, it would be interesting, though, if the Ebenezer was gay. That would be something interesting to see. That would be interesting. Hallmark, call us. We got this. Jonathan Bennett could do it. I'm just putting it out there. Is Um, that his name? Yes. Okay. Aaron Samuels from Mean Girls? Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to say Aaron Samuels from Mean Girls. And then I was like, is it kind of rude if I just refer to him as that? But that's what everyone knows him as. Uh, He's also the host of Cupcake Wars. So. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) good for him he seems like a nice guy i'm glad he has like a career and he's in that hallmark movie where he plays the gay the the gay couple yeah (laughs) oh he's been he's been in other hallmark movies or like hallmark adjacent where it's like for like up tv or one of the light lifetime movies or something like that um where he plays like heterosexual characters and he just cannot sell it like he could in mean girls (laughs) Hey girl, how you doing? <laughs> Kisses. <laughs> um, 
but I'm proud of him. He seems to be living a really good life. And that's it for this week of From the Cutting Room Floor, a mini-sode of Movie Deja Vu. Tune in on Monday for a new episode where, again, we'll be talking about the teen classic Bring It On versus the Bollywood movie ABCD2. Bye for now, and happy holidays. It's never easy.